You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Dom Grimao of The Last Felony, Ion Dissonance, and Cryptopsy. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Peer Pleasure with Dewey Halpas on Equal Vision Records and Sound Talent Media. I am Dewey, your host with the most, bringing you more great content week after week. This week, we have another part two with Jonah Matranga from Far, from One Line Drawing, New End Original, Gratitude. The dude has been everywhere. He's been a staple in the emo community. He has been doing One Line Drawing for a very long time. Uh, I think you guys heard last time, I think we brought it up again on this one, that he played our basement before we had even become a touring band back in the year 2002. Uh, I believe it was, two th- yes, 2002, because we released our record, uh, Evan S, by Anatomy of a Ghost in 2002 in the winter, um, and that was when we started touring. So uh, it was definitely a really, really cool experience to talk to Jonah again. Uh, we've kept in touch somewhat between then and now. Um, but definitely a friend of the show and I'm absolutely stoked to have him on board. All right, so let's get some business out of the way and we'll jump right in. So peerpleasurepodcast.com is the website. Peerpleasurepod at gmail.com is the email. If you want to get in touch with me with guest ideas or questions or comments uh, or anything that way, rockabilia.com is sponsoring the show. Thank you to rockabilia.com. Peer 15 is the code that is P E E R 15 for 15% off your order. You can go check out over 500,000 items officially licensed from the bands on rockabilia.com. So thank you to them for sponsoring the show. Go get yourself some gear. Um, Most of the bands that have been on this show have merchandise over there. So head over to rockabilia.com now 
Enter the code PEER15 for 15% off your order. All right. So I also want you guys to go join the Facebook group, the Peer Pleasure Podcast Inner Circle, as well as the premium service. That is peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm. Uh, you can head over there, get access to the videos of the shows. You can also get access to the past cast as well as the ad-free feed. So if you don't like hearing all the ads, you can absolutely go over there and support the show another way. And uh, yeah, get yourself some ad-free episodes. All right, I'm going to stop rambling here. It is 4th of July weekend. Uh, this is coming out the night before. Uh, so I hope you guys are staying safe out there. Um, I know there's some different rules as far as fireworks and stuff like that go, but just be safe out there. Don't drink and drive, you know, uh, just all the normal stuff. Just be good people. And uh, let's jump into this one. Here's my part two conversation with Jonah Matranga from One Line Drawing. Sometimes there's a hidden cost. Sometimes there's a secret master. Sometimes lives are lived and lost In invisible disaster This is water, this is air This is really everywhere Do you get it? Do you care? This is water Growing up Poor as dirt, gotta know if you get hurt. You can call 911, but nobody's gonna come. Tell the truth to yourself, tell it to somebody else. If we're gonna make it through, gotta find something new. So, what are you gonna bring? What are you gonna do? Listen to the sun, to the earth, to the ocean, to the sky. Find a way for you and I. Stay in love and stay alive with a one, with a word, with emotion, with a try. Find a way for you and I. Stay in love and stay alive. This is water, this is air. This is really everywhere. Get it? Do you care? This is water. When I hear people say we're living in a land of laws, I wonder if they understand how it really works. Because nothing good about a law if it don't apply to kings. Nothing good about a song if it ain't a choice to sing. So what are you gonna do? What are you gonna bring? Oh, listen to the sun, to the earth. To the- there Yo. you are. Nice to see you. How you doing, fella? <laughs> I'm doing great. Good, I'm bro. doing great. How are you feeling? Doing well, man. Getting through. Getting through pretty good. Yeah. Recovering, huh? <laughs> That's mm-hmm. wild. Oh. Was that your first uh, bout of COVID? Yep. Yep. Turns out science and evolution are true. Yeah, it sure does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's good to see you. I, it's been a long time, man. It's been a couple years since I we know, talked last. I know. It's crazy how life goes. 
Yeah, it's really crazy how life goes. Yeah, what's going on in your world, man? What oh. are we talking about today? Dude, whatever we, whatever we want to talk about. It's our world. Love it. It's our Love world, it. man. I don't have an agenda. Uh, I never do. Um, there's yep. there's all sorts of things I want to talk about because uh, I mean, you've got you've got new music yeah. out. Um, man, I was listening to it on the way here and uh there's there's some lyrics that pop out in my mind that really stuck out to me um there's also it, it's weird i was thinking about when i was listening to this like like the evolution of how you and i know each other as as little as we do but the the journey to there which you talked about last time but you know me for me discovering far which is one of the first bands that got me listening to something other than pantera uh and punk rock right like the alaska the alaska bands we would listen to um up there i hear this music and it changes everything for me in one shot and like you can't find this record anywhere it was such a pain (laughs) in the ass to find the record and then all of a sudden wait jonah is doing this other project let's get him to play at our basement and it happened and then you know, fast forward years and years later, we do the podcast together. You've done multiple other bands and projects, but then we're sitting in that realm, right? Like we're sitting, it, it, what I'm, what I'm getting at is like, there's these different seasons, these different, uh, people are different places in their life at different times. And the Mm. dynamic can shift the, the, you know what I mean? Where, uh, you know, like, you're Jonah, Jonah from far to me for a certain amount of time in my life. Of course. Then of course. you're Jonah, who we gave all the rest of the pizza to because hopefully he'll come back again, right? <laughs> Playing our basement. And then you're Jonah and I'm Dewey from the podcast. And we have that relationship. Yeah. And then, yeah. then we kind of, it's less like the fan and the, and the, the artist. It's just yeah. two people, right? Yeah. Because we've matured to a point where, we're both doing things that put us in right. that space and just how weird that is and how, you know, like just as we progress, it's something that's kind of, it's kind of cool to think about, you know, it is, it's pretty amazing what space you're sitting in, what space you're in now, right? Like everything kind of evens out or, 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 you know, ebbs and flows. And it's kind of a, kind of a abs, not, kind of a broad subject, but it's just something that really hit me. Uh, and then listening, listening to the, it, it's just an EP that you put out, right? Like there's not like a, well, is there a full album coming slowly. out? Okay. I, I mean, yeah, it's there, there, there is a full album in there somewhere plus a few songs. Okay. Um, I think it's, yeah, but it, it, we're, I think we're at the most confusing part now because a few different like singles have come out mm-hmm. and then because I am <laughs> always making stuff. There, you know, I was like, oh, well, let's like, let's throw this out there too. Um, and so it's, yeah, there's just kind of a lot of music out there, but there will be, you know, at this point, honestly, the only thing that defines an album or an EP or whatever is if it indeed comes out on physical media. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there will be an album out with a bunch of these songs on it. Um, and, uh, and then there will be another one, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, I do think everything you were just talking about is uh, to, to a large degree, what this album is about. 
I see that. I see that because it's it's also through, and I I try not to talk about COVID on the show because I try to keep it timeless. But when you see what really matters, you see the people that really matter in in the world. I'm mean, not saying that no one matters, but like the from jobs, right? Like what jobs are essential? Like yes, when when everyone gets put on the same playing field for a second with something that could affect everyone, uh, it's really interesting to see who rises to the top of yeah. the chain, right? Um, which also ties into that, I think. Seeing, uh, you know, the heroes becoming the people at the grocery store that are checking out your groceries or or yeah. uh, the people working in retirement homes and, and seeing all that stuff. The people that, you know, that used to be <clears throat> idolized and, and looked up to that do other things were not so much anymore, you know? And then yeah. uh, talking to like, so... Also, in, in I'll, I'll put this out there on on this episode because uh, our mutual friend Chino Moreno, uh, when he hit me up about coming on the show, I thought it was a joke, and I told the the folks on that listen to this show, I reached out to two people to ask if this was legit. You were one of them, and the other one was Zach Blair from Rise Against, and you both said yes. This is that's that's the number that that's real. Anyways, but watching him go through COVID times, right, here in town with me, like we couldn't see each other, but watching going from that's what you do full time all the time to then years off and then watching going to the first performance back here in Portland yeah, and talking to him right beforehand, like, you know, good luck, hearing the nervousness and then watching it all go away the second music comes back. Yeah. It was this beautiful experience. Yeah. And uh but but watching that, like watching people go from there to then, you know, maybe their one outing is to the hardware store during the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Versus being all over the world and in everyone's mind. It's just a strange thing. And I know it's a weird way to start this off, but it's just where my mind's at. Um No, that's it's beautiful. And you know, first of all, c- COVID's the new flu. COVID's around forever. For anyone who, you know, mm-hmm. anyone out there who doesn't quite understand that yet, mm-hmm. um, we've given ourselves a new, more contagious, more creative, more evolved flu mm-hmm. that can really do some damage um, if you don't get vaccinated. Um, and, you know, which is obviously not funny, but at this point, I got to say, like, anyone who's still hanging tough with their lion, that sheep shirt, I'm just like, wow, you are a waste <laughs> of fucking time. Um, it, uh, it, it just, but I'm, but I'm, and it's cool. Cause like, I'm one thing I learned over COVID was really like, I'm done arguing about all this stuff. I'm done arguing about racism, about sexism, about homophobia, about COVID. Like I just, the history's there for anyone who wants to look, we have the internet. The one thing it's good for is that you can really look at all your information. And, um, and as long as you, you know, <laughs> as long as you don't have a narrative that you really want to be so desperately true that you shape all your facts around it, you can find a relatively easily empirically shareable truth. And so it's just uh, what COVID revealed to me was just a lot of people really don't want to give a shit about other people. It's mm-hmm. they're not interested in that. And um, they're and they're not interested in an empirically shareable truth they're interested in what they want to be true. And 
it's beautiful. It makes sense for a narcissistic species and the way we've set up humanity. Like it, it makes, I can see why it turned out that way. And I kind of like, that's why I relaxed too. I was like, God, oh, this is where we're at as a species. It's just this bizarre, we're in the age of literally the age of information mm-hmm. and a good chunk of us don't want anything to do with actual information. And so, yeah, it's, I, I don't look at it, you know, I, the things you're bringing up to me aren't so much about COVID, frankly. They're about appreciating life. They're about interconnectedness. They're about all of the fronts that we have in our sort of class-based systems that really aren't that aren't real and that are, are in some ways kind of the opposite, like the opposite people, the thing you, people you thought were important actually aren't the important ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just think it's been a neat, look at us at humans. Um, and you know, we've of course failed every test, um, of giving a shit about each other and that's okay. Like it's, you know, here we are. Um, but again, I think this is what the album was about. I mean, it, 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 what it turned out to be about. Um, and it isn't about this particular time. It's about what this particular time illuminated for me certainly about myself and just about the world that I am in. And um, it's a wild one, but I do think I've come out of this crazy time with a deeper appreciation for some simple, serene existence that I didn't really have room for before. And a lot of that is just letting people be who they are um, and letting the world be what it is and not getting all angsty. Um, you know, I'm still going to keep pushing in my way. Um, I always will. I think it's just what we're here to do, I guess. But my way is creating and my way is music mm-hmm. um, to circle all the way back to what you're saying. I mean, the main way, the best way, the most peaceful way, the most successful way I have interacted with the world in my life is through my music. Um, and so I feel really focused on that these days and very happily. So very happily. So that's very interesting because just like in putting songs out there in the world, putting your views out there in the world, you're going to get pushback. You're going to get fandom as well. So you could have people that hate what you do, People that sure. love what you do, just like yep. people hate your opinion, love your opinion, right? Like absolutely, you have this shirt on, that that hat on, whatever. Yep. It's going to stir people up. It's just cool how it all ties together, right? Like, and you can still yeah. push forward and realize, hey, you know, the people that that you know buy tickets to my show uh, want to hear what I have to say. The people that yep. don't, may, maybe not, and that's fine. Finding yep. that realization and not letting that rule your life is like the ultimate uh enlightenment it seems like to be able to be comfortable in your own skin and and push forward yeah yeah i mean and i've you know i've always done that to some degree it, i just i think what i've learned over the past 5 years whether it's aging or covid or both or whatever is happening um yeah it's just i mean rupaul says a lot of things that i really enjoy the way they say them um and one of the things they say or at least i heard them say is what anybody else thinks about me is none of my business. Um, and that's, you know, that's where I'm at. Um, it's just, I, I'm not, I don't need to, I, 
convince anyone of anything. Um, and I'm just happy to be, I'm happy to be alive. I'm happy to be singing. I'm happy that anyone gives a shit about any of it. I'm happy that I'm able to trade this time and energy and creativity for money mm -hmm. so that I can exist in this world. Um, it just, it's all, it's all real sweet, real sweet and calm right now. Um, and, uh, I think the record helped me with that a lot. Are you able to, are you able to sit with that, that piece and, and really live it and feel, feel it? Or is it waiting for the other shoe to drop somewhat? I mean, I have a real deep vein of other shoe disaster baiting um, in me. I have done that a lot in my life and it's, it's the world I was brought up in emotionally and um, a lot of chaos. So the way I see life is this, at this point, when I do my self care, when I drink water, when I get decent rest, um, I, I meditate. Um, you know, when I keep up my daily self-care practice, whether it's showering or meditating, cause I see those two things as the same thing at this point, mm -hmm. it's just, am I taking care of myself? If I'm not taking care of myself, then all of the future tripping and the other shoe fears and all the things they really come up, not because of anything, but I think that's like, that's my little core human creature came up really scared. And so I, if I take care of that, then I'm great. I am like <laughs> so happy, so peaceful. I feel better physically and emotionally than literally I ever have in my entire life. And that isn't because of some massive epiphanies or anything. I think it's just because, or again, early in COVID when I was locked down, I was like, oh, it's going to go one or two ways. I'm either going to, flip the fuck out and eat a bunch of ice cream and just be a fucking like really unhappy person. Um, or I'm going to take this time to care for myself and to look at the ways I'm not caring for myself. And I've come out the other side of it just by every measure with a much deeper sense of, of lasting sustainable serenity. Um, and I know that it's, I'm a, you know, a week's slovenly behavior away from, you know, going back five years and angst and sorrow, you know, it, it, so it's, it's, I think it's like physical weight and emotional weight are so similar to me and that the pounds go on quick and they don't come off as quick, especially as we age. Cause mm -hmm. I think things get more set. Um, so I really look at my physical self and my emotional self as the exact same thing. And as long as I'm mindful, of my shit, then my shit does not consume me. Basically. I think it's as simple as that. That's awesome, man. Like the, the, I love what you said there, how, you know, it's a week's a week of slovenly behavior away, knowing that that's at your heels and, but accepting that and, and yeah. deciding not to harp on that because yep. that would wrap people up in knots sometimes, yes. you know what I mean? And to be able to, I think that's the real mature way of looking at that is, is knowing it's there, acknowledging yep. it's there and moving on. Yeah. A while ago, I stopped worrying about getting over things or, uh, figuring things out. You know, I spent a lot of time in my life trying to do that. And yeah, I don't, I just don't, there's some, something hit me 
where I just realized, oh yeah, this is just daily practice. This is just, this is just, if I choose to, again, to see this information, it's very simple information. If I choose to drink enough water every day, I will not be chronically dehydrated and I will not have all of the conditions mentally and physically that go along with that. I mean, it's just so simple. We're made of water. So drink the fucking water and keep it moving. Like, and there's really, there's so much less drama in life. And I think we get a lot of drama confused with what's important or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot less drama in my life and I'm here for it. You can be comfortable in that. It, growing up in a chaotic atmosphere, chaos can seem comforting and, and Hell yeah. uh, you know. I'm addicted to it. Because a kid does not yeah. know what normal is. I say it all the time and I did not make that up, but I, I, I say it all the time. A kid does not know what their normal is. They, they experience what their normal will become as far or, or has become until yes. they change it. Um, yes. And then as a grown up, if we don't look back in healthy ways and really look at the stories that we invented about ourselves and about the world, then those stories will keep being the thing that runs us. Mm-hmm. I, I'm deeply convinced of that I can certainly speak for myself um, that the more I just look those stories in the face where I think I'm too much. And I think the minute I fall in love, someone's going to leave. And I think, you know, there's never going to be enough, you know, it's always going to be scary. Then, then I will keep existing that way. And it's not about a power of positive thinking thing. It's just about, looking those stories in the eye and singing about them helps writing songs about them helps that mm-hmm. I think that was my earliest experience with processing emotions in a healthy way. And I still think it's the way I do it best. Um, and so, and again, the record was nothing, if not a beautiful therapeutic companion through a really, really insane time in our world and in my body. Yeah, dude, I, 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 I feel for everyone that was you know locked down like that like we all were and and you know how we chose to to deal with our time but man the way one thing you've always been able to do and this is you know in my opinion but but one one of the things you've always been able to do since I first heard your music is emote like no other like you you know when you watch what you're doing that it's real it's not a front it's not put on it's like that has to come out whether it's you and a, an acoustic guitar, you with the band, yep. whatever, you've always been able, and your voice always carries that emotive uh, quality that's just, you can't teach that. You either have it or you don't, and that's something you have in, in like I say, it, it's it's in my opinion, and, I, and I've always loved that. It's always genuine, right? Like, it's, it's just... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> you know how you respond to no, that. I, if there's, hey, man, if there's you're a great singer. About, what do you think? Yeah, and, and well, you know, I'm whatever I am. I mean, but it's <laughs> I think that's the thing about me, musically speaking or otherwise. It's for some people and it's not for other people. There's a lot yeah. of people who are, you know, who have either told me they're uncomfortable with the way I emote on stage or not on stage. You know, it doesn't like there's not a lot of difference, frankly, Mm -hmm. um, between me on stage and me not on stage, um, in the sense that I, I don't like small talk. I want to get down to it. Um, I want to dig deep in myself and check in with the the stories that are running me in the background and and make sure that I'm, I'm kind of like diffusing those bombs Mm -hmm. gently and daily. 
Um, and that's the kind of company I want around me. Um, one of the most painful things in the world for me is being around someone who is not taking care of themselves. Um, and that's, you know, it's, it's all my control issues. It, you know, it's not their fault, but it's, uh, so yeah, I, that's the way I want my shows to be. Mm-hmm. I've always preferred a quality intimate experience over a thing that makes more money. Um, and it's not cause I, I love money. It's, it's good to have it, <laughs> um, but, but I, but I don't, it just never. Music has been the fact that I've ended up trading it for money is, is hilarious to me and I'm so grateful for it, but it's been a thing, as you just said, like, It has to happen for me. It's it, for whatever reason, it is the vehicle that from the very beginnings of me writing songs. And I would say in particular, singing is one thing and playing the guitar is one thing and being on stage in front of people is one thing. And those are all things are fun and interesting, but it's the writing of the tune, that process for me, that crystallization of thought, that, giving it rhythm and melody and whatever music adds to words. Um, just that, that process is just everything for me. And so everything else that's happened around it is cool and I'm grateful for it, but that's the part is just, I gotta fucking get these feelings out of my body and keep them from congealing in my body. Cause I think that's the shit that turns to heart attacks basically. Um, mm. and so, yeah, for me, it's a very necessary thing. I really appreciate those thoughts and I do like what I do. I'm very proud of it. And I, I totally know that I, as a musical entity, as a human, um, I'm, I'm just not for everyone and, and everyone's not for me. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I appreciate that, man. Well, and and I mean it, you know, from from the bottom of my heart. Like it's something that it, music is very important to me as well. Not on the same level as as you, because you have to create and do this music. I've found that my place in music is what I'm doing right now is is providing totally a conduit, yeah, as Matt Pinfield I, yeah. says. <laughs> conduit. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you, there might be a different. You might be at a different part of whatever, but. There's something about people that really, really love music and kind of need it. Like it really helps them digest the world. Mm -hmm. And I honestly think that some of those people, why I feel connected with anyone that likes what I do is because, yeah, I'm happy they like what I do. That's it's great. You know, but I'm happy because I mean, anyone who's still into me after all these years of, being super heavy one second, then super quiet the next and super silly the next and super serious the next and super political then, you know, love song. It's just, I don't know any musician over the past, whatever, 25, 30 years I've been doing it, who has an output as varied as mine. Um, And that isn't because I set out to like have a really diverse output. It's, that I'm just deeply in love with music and it doesn't even matter really what kind of music it is. 
um, even music, I think it really could be something else. If, you know, for other people, like what you do, maybe talking is your language and talking like it. It's just that passion. But as far as music goes, I think the reason we're connected is not because you like my music, but because we both love music. And I think what you like about my music is that it's music made by someone who really fucking loves music. And I think that's what it is. That's a great way of putting it. That's a great way of putting it. I agree a hundred percent on that. And, um, you know, it's, you, you have your people, like you, you can, you can find your people. Like when people say, these are my people, right? Like you can tell, you can feel it, you know, music, music being something that predates language that, that, that anyone in any country in any language can enjoy the beat and the feeling of someone's emotions coming out, uh, is just special. Something we can't even see. We, we can't see it except the movement in us, the movement in a glass of water, like, uh, from the vibration, you can feel it, but it's just in the air. Like it's, it's, it's air. It's just, it's beautiful. And, uh, uh, like this is so side tangent here. Uh, this is water. Is that, I love that song for one. That's my favorite so far that's come out. Uh, yeah. Thank you. I love that song too, very much. And it's just like, so plain, like this is air, this is water. Like, but then there's that line, uh, about laws where, you know, there's nothing about law, like, or what is it? There's nothing good about laws. Nothing uh, good about a law, but don't apply to kings. Don't apply to kings. About a song if it ain't a choice to say. Yes. That was one of the ones I was like, man, that is profound right there. I love that. Thank um, you. But yeah, it's it, so going back though, to, to what you were talking about, like, like that, that where everything culminates together, the, 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 the ideas meld together and become, not necessarily a finished product, but the idea is realized. Yes. Is what you're talking about. Where does that stem from? Like that, that the, the, the satisfaction from that moment versus, you know, songs all the way done songs. And like, there's that spark that, okay, I need to get started on this. The culmination moment, where does that, the excitement from that come from? Does that come from somewhere earlier on? Maybe something, maybe things were always kind of loose ends for you growing up or, or or nothing really kind of came together in that way like where Maybe. does that come that's from that's interesting that's interesting i don't know actually it's funny because <laughs> my deepest excitement actually comes from the first spark where it wakes me up at night or a hook, where a hook comes in my head or, or where i'm having a conversation and someone or i say a sentence and i hear the music in it mm-hmm. and i go oh okay um And I mean, this is water, for instance, it, the feeling of that song forming to me, then somebody's the least pleasant part is trying to decide when it's done. Like, okay, now I'm going to release this. Like, because then I've already gone through this whole process of, because this is water in my head. I, I do love it on the record and I love it as a song. I love singing it. So I'm so fucking into it. Um, and the recording everyone hears is not, it's still, there's a version of this is water in my head that is still the greatest thing ever. And, and that impulse, that creative impulse that excitement about an idea appearing, I really do see it as the most 
primal life impulse is creating. I mean, that's this is our whole mystery of our existence is mm-hmm. what created us. Um, and we have all these arguments about, you know, the creator um, and, and what's that all about. And one of the first things that taught me about the, the beauty of that mystery is just that when I have an idea, where the fuck did it come from? Because you know, sometimes it's in a conversation and it springs out, but sometimes I'm sitting there, I'm thinking about something entirely different. Nothing's, you know, nothing is correlating, mm-hmm. but then there's this thing. And it's like this little creature, this little child, this little animal. And I've often talked about songwriting is like, I'm walking in the woods and I see a little animal and I don't recognize it. And so I walk and I may, I can maybe I kind of see it like, you know, going somewhere and I kind of follow it real quietly and, you know, maybe it gets comfortable around me. And then, you know, we, we hang out a little bit. It shows me where it lives. Uh, maybe it comes to where I live. And then when we've gotten to know each other, me and this new little animal, that's a song that's done. And that's what the process feels like to me is like seeing a little thing that I don't recognize and being curious about it. And then when it's, yeah, when, when we know each other, then it's done. Um, and then we belong to each other. Um, and the song belongs to me and I belong to the song. And, mm-hmm. um, and again, I think the initial impulse is about creativity. This is actually a crystal thought. Uh, and that's so exciting, endlessly exciting. And then the part about finishing it and sharing it, there's something about interconnectedness, um, and this deep impulse to feel and enjoy and not be terrified by connectedness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a great way of and putting this it. And this is this is water's all about it. That, that's what this water is. Is um, it, you know the verses are yeah trying to tell some pretty simple truths. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a little there's a little bit of a challenge in there. And but the chorus is just this real declaration of we're all we got. Mm-hmm. There's there's no there's no one else. Um, because, you know, I'm not, I'm, I believe that life is everywhere. And I believe that the idea of other humanoid life coming along and we can like talk about lasers and shit. I don't believe that. Um, I, 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 I I just think that's us. Like we do with God. Yeah. Just being really narcissistic. Um, uh, so, but be that as it may. Um, this is water is very much about the beauty of interconnectedness. And frankly, I think it's just trying to, yeah, like articulate the, the inherent interconnectedness of everything, good, bad, whatever it is. And then if we can agree on that, then we can move forward with force together. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's a little bit of a plea for that, I suppose find a way for you and I to stay in love and stay alive. Dude, there's so much, there's so much there I want to touch on because <laughs> the man, idea, yeah. well, the idea of, of, uh, you know, us creating the, the, the image of God 
to uh, uh, give us hope that there's something beyond what is actually real in our existence. It's so funny that we're even even in life trying to get to the end, trying to to not be in the moment, but live for something more later to where whether or not it happens or not, we don't know. I don't think it does. But why not make the best time here versus pining for something that's going to come at the end or or you know what I mean? Like we we just even well, yeah, in I mean, that well, the we hilarity can't of it is that is that we are there is we are inherently eternal. Yeah. It's just accepting that being part of the dirt is just as magical as going to Starbucks. Like mm. it, we don't go anywhere. That's all. We're all here. This is it. <laughs> like there, whatever's out there, whatever about metaverses and galaxies. And I don't know how space and time works. So good. You know, whatever, mm. whatever's true or not, but not only is there this thing of like, oh, cool, let's just enjoy this state of existence where I'm talking to you and like we're have, using gadgets and shit. Yeah. Like, great, you know, we got opposable thumbs. Cool, let's do some things. But as far as I can tell, our genetic material is almost exactly like every other living thing on this planet. Mm. And even furthermore, rocks and dirt and trees uh and air all of this stuff that's what we are and and it's so funny to me but there's a great book called the denial of death that i'll just shout out for anyone who wants to check out a really neat thing and the basic take on the denial of death is that everything from a song to a war to a mural to a building um is this desperate attempt to be eternal um, and to have something live past our life. Um, and I think the same impulse causes us to search for a God or a, this or an afterlife or whatever it is. But what's so fun and neat to me and why I draw this all over my body and my albums, you know, this is love and mystery. Um, that's what we are. And I love that I'm presuming I will have any extensive experiencing the world when I'm dissolving into dirt, uh, when I'm then becoming nutrients for a tree. Mm -hmm. So then I'm like, like, it's just a funny thing is, you know, we've got all this stuff about sentience and what is thought, you know, what's alive and what's not. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's moot um, because Everything is everything. That's what physics tell us. What's going on, guys? This is Dewey. I want to tell you about some new releases coming up from Equal Vision Records. As you guys know, Equal Vision Records is my family, and so are these bands. I really want you to check these out. We've got Hot Water Music with their 10th studio album, Vows, out May 10th. Featuring guest appearances by Dallas Green of City and Color, Thrice, The Interrupters, and Brendan and Daniel from Turnstile. See them on the 30th anniversary tour with Quicksand in the States in May and June and Europe in November. Hotwatermusic.com for more info. We also have Be Well with their new 7-inch, A Tap I Can't Turn Off, out now. 
first new music in two years from this band. This band is incredible, featuring members of Battery, Bane, Darkest Hour, and Fairweather. See them on tour with I Am The Avalanche in June. Equalvision.com for more info on that. And just your general information on Equal Vision Records, you're always going to find something you like at Equalvision.com. Go there for vinyl and merch from all of your favorite bands. Check out Hot Water Music's new record and B-Well's new 7-inch now. What's going on, guys? This is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I want to tell you about our newest sponsor, DistroKid. DistroKid distributes your music across all online platforms. They are an amazing company. I've enjoyed working with them the last few weeks, and they're going to be with us for a while, and I really, really appreciate that. I love working with great companies, and DistroKid is one of them. Uh, they have an awesome thing they're doing right now called Splits. Now, if you're working, as most people are, online, doing collaborations with people from all over the country, all over the world, as easy as that is with the internet, uh, you want to get those people paid when you put that music online. And splits can do that. You can add an unlimited amount of collaborators to any track. You can change the splits at any time. You can add or remove collaborators at any time. You can see previous splits. And all your collaborators are going to have to do is sign up for a DistroKid membership, a DistroKid account, so they can get paid. And as always, DistroKid never takes a cut. You and your collaborators get 100% of the earnings in total. A couple other awesome things that they do is they set up an official artist YouTube channel. Uh, you can use Spotify Canvas, synced lyrics, promo card to promote your release on social media, a mini video for your socials as well. There's just so many awesome things about using DistroKid. And like I said, I don't advertise things I don't use, haven't signed up for. I have signed up for this. It is a breeze, literally a breeze. And you can get going right away. So definitely check out DistroKid. And I want to give you 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. That is distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for Peer Pleasure Podcast. Once again, that is 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. Distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP. Go check out DistroKid right now. Distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for 30% off. Hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musicians Guild podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends and peers all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at soundtalentmedia.com. Hey guys, this is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I wanted to tell you about Premium Pleasure, our premium subscription service that's available now. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. There's three tiers, tier one, tier two, and tier three. Tier one is $5 a month. It gets you the ad-free experience. Tier two gets you access to the Peer Pleasure Passcast. It gets you access to the videos of the interviews. It gets you merch discounts. Tier three is $20 a month. That gets you all of that. It gets you the Passcast, gets you the video footage, discounts on merchandise, and monthly Zoom calls with myself and other guests. We're going to have all kinds of stuff in there for you. There's all kinds of stuff in there for you now. There is, uh, I believe, 30 to 40 videos of these interviews. There is uh, multiple episodes of the past cast. The past cast 
is a podcast that I'd started separately that is me and another podcaster or me and a guest uh, discussing a deep dive into their favorite episode of Peer Pleasure. Um, so there's a bunch of those on there. So so-and-so and I would talk about the Chino Moreno episode. So-and-so and I would talk about uh, the Yvette Young episodes. And we would do a deep dive and tell where they came from, how we got the guest, stories of uh, that weren't discussed on the podcast or maybe weren't in there. Um, it's just another glimpse behind the curtain. So that's the big deal with this premium service is giving you a glimpse behind the curtain of how the podcast is made, gives you access to things I'm doing and things that we're doing with the show, um, gives you, you know, ad free stuff. It gives you just all kinds of of things that we could throw in there to help make it a valuable part of your month, because I put everything out there on this show. I put everything I have into this show. Um, so being able to give you guys that little bit of extra is a big deal to me and having your support is a big deal to me because if we don't support our artists and creatives, we're not going to have any left. So I appreciate it. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. Go sign up today and get some of this premium pleasure. Uh, nothing is nothing. I mean, you know, until you get to black hole or whatever, you know, you, get to, you have to get real far out in space to start yes. really thinking about nothing. Um, <laughs> And even then, I just think it's a something that we don't understand. So we call it nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but so as far as I'm concerned, I'm touching the sun right now. There's really no there's no real arguing that because air isn't nothing. And I'm touching the air and the air is touching everything. So like so it's very simple math to me. Um, it's not hippie shit. And. There is a lot of romance to it. I just kind of wish we could really get romantic about being this shape of energy right now mm-hmm. and then we'll be another shape and that's cool too and we might not remember this shape um i don't know how that works we not we might not be able to do things that we can do here but i that there's no way around the fact if i believe you know it's sort of where we ended it's like okay i believe i'm having experience do I believe that a dog is having an experience? Generally, I think we, we agree on that. Mm-hmm. Do I believe that a worm is having an experience or a spider? Um, yeah, I think so. They seem to be having an experience. And then you go down and down and down and down. At what point do you decide something isn't having an experience of this existence when it's beyond argument that we're all made of the same shit? It's just very interesting to me. So mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, that all the God stuff is very fun for me. Um, and creativity again has been such a great reminder of this. I'm just a weird creature having an experience. And as far as I can tell, like, you know, and it's just also a matter of fun time and stuff just to be really loopy about it. Like this glass, this is liquid. It's liquid. Mm-hmm. If you just it just if you just heat it up to a place where humans can't survive, it's liquid. Um, I, one of my favorite things in the world is if you see really really old windows, especially stained glass windows that have really been around a minute. You can see over hundreds of years the glass is literally dripping; it's just moving really slowly. Mm-hmm. And so, I, and this is what music is about to me. It's about the magic of the. I don't know what the fuck is going on, but thank you for the ride. <laughs> oh my God. I love this dude. This is, this is the, see, this is the stuff that you, 
you can sit and write notes all day long. You're not going to come to these come to these places. Like th- this is this is what I love about dialogue this is method. fun. Dialogue it, is fun. It's the best. And and I mean, <clears throat> the, the what you said earlier about the, like the randomness of thought. And I don't know if you listen to Sam Harris. I talk about this all the time. But you yeah. just deal on free will. How you know thoughts? We have no control over what the next thought is going to be in our mind. We can think about something, but what inherently sure. pops in is not up to us. Sure. That roulette wheel of of randomness to the people that get these ideas for songs that then you know inspire the world, right? Like that it came to that person. Why did it come to that person? Who knows? Like that's what's so cool about it. It's just yeah, these rant. But the fact that it connects because it of, of course it's a human thought. So of course it's going to have human characteristics and human, uh, sure. it's going to, it's going to resonate with humans because we all have those crazy thoughts, good thoughts, bad thoughts, whatever. I love what you said about that because I always think about that stuff now where it's just the randomness of things. Um, yeah. And what we're lucky enough to get and what, you know, and, and I guess I don't know if I believe in luck, but like what is able to come, what we're able to experience in this season. Like we're, we're talking about earlier, like this is where we're at now. Right. I, I yeah, love once how we you tied into that. that. We're in this existence and mm-hmm. in this culture and in this system for better, or for worse. Once we acknowledge that, then there does start to be things that are certainly, uh, you know, at least appear fortunate, mm-hmm. like having health, having the ability to communicate effectively with our fellow creatures, um, having safety, um, you know, these are, these are good things. Yeah. These are good things. Um, they don't really mean anything in the big, 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 big picture, but in the picture that we're in. Yeah. I don't believe in luck. Like you're saying, mm-hmm. because luck would suggest chaos. And it, to me, it's, it's, I'm, I'm a big cause and effect guy. Um, I, I, th- I think that's true. <laughs> um, it seems true. It seems apparent. And once I accept cause and effect, then I can't go with chaos and there's no reason for anything. And there's no, it's an impossibly complex set of cause and effect, um, causes and effects um, that we, as far as I'm concerned, we'll never get to know. That's mm-hmm. not what being human is about. I, I, I think some people see it as like this, this goal to understand everything, which is just hilarious to me. Yeah. Um, and, but, you know, but there we are, we, we love our goals, but I think that's much more about the systems that we've created and much less about the, the impossibly vast and complex fabric of, of whatever we call life. I mean, even that term is hilarious to me, you know, it's just not, there really isn't life. There's just, just sort of things that exist and things that move at a pace and communicate in a way that we acknowledge as life. Mm-hmm. But that's a very arbitrary, like we're, we're way into arbitrary at that point. And that's why I've stopped arguing too, is because there's actually very little that I'll really go to the mat on shit for all I know there is heaven and there is like, and, and it's like exactly as the Bible said, you know, mm-hmm. like, shit i it i'm open because i I certainly don't have a really solid counter argument for it i just question people's addiction to certainty and i think that has more to do with our kind of human frailty Mm -hmm. um but but i do interconnectedness 
I'll go to the mat four. We're all touching each other. There's no way around that that any physicist has ever shown me. Mm-hmm. Um, and cause and effect. Those two things are pretty irrefutable. Mm-hmm. And so I just try to build off of those. But by the time I get to things of like, do we have an eternal soul that, you know, I mean, that's yeah, it just it's so, it's just I'm just so tired of trying to fight about that shit these days. I just I'll write songs about it all day long. Yeah. But that's just for fun. You know, see, we love to we love to label things and we love it. I think we, the thing with creation. Well, that's was, a literacy thing. When we started writing words mm, down, we really got addicted to labeling shit and yeah. defining it. And and there was a to me, the, the, the three main things we did to you know, make us be an incredibly powerful virus that's surrounding the world and also doomed us, um, are controlling fire, uh, getting into agriculture and trying to control crops and food and then literacy, which was literally, yes, it helps us communicate. I do get its efficiency. And it was also a secret code made to say, we are the literate class and we get to rule and use the illiterate class, their bodies for what we want to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a really gross thing. Yeah. Um, and so, and it comes with problems that we have these definitions. And then we're like, what is love? What is God? What is, it, it's just like, okay, easy. That's a really recent invention. Mm-hmm. Um, language is really recent and written language is like yesterday. Um, and frankly, coding is coming along and coding is a new level of literacy that if you have access to that, you can literally have access to the way the world is built right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can make a shit ton of money on it and you can have a lot more power if you know how to code mm-hmm. at this point. That's just, that's real. Um, and that's only going to increase to to one degree or another um, because we really love getting specific with our language and coding is just a really, it's obviously lots of languages literally, um, but it's a much more specific language than the English language or the, you know, or, you know, any language you want, you know, Mm -hmm. a spoken language or written language. Um, It's a whole, it's a next level beast. Um, And I don't think it's a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it goes along with our tribalism too, where we want to create these clubs and create these little communities of people that are either have or have not. I mean, that's since the beginning of time, like it just, you know, uh, it's just inherent in our nature, I think. And and, yeah, the uh, sad thing about, you know, both fire and agriculture is that they're both fear based that we, we both, we thought, okay, this is gonna, help. I'm scared. And this is going to help me be less scared. Um, and again, it it is those two things in literacy as well are the reason we're such a dominant species. Um, but I don't think it's made us a sustainable species, which as far as I'm concerned, if there's any benchmark to what is a cool form of life, I mean, those little, you know, the micro little microorganisms that, that, go into a little COVID ball have been around here a long time before we were microorganisms have been hanging for millions of years, mm-hmm. hanging tough, still hanging out. Their species is surviving. We 
<laughs> it just did not, it's really looking like a flash in the pan, you know, um, <laughs> is, but we'll see, we'll see where it goes again. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, let me, let me switch gears on you for a second because this has been sure. on my mind too. I, I, I say this all the time, but like when I do these podcasts now, I, I do yeah. them usually on Thursdays and it's usually right after a therapy session for me. Cause I'm already here. Great. I do my therapy here in the studio, uh, over zoom. Great. And we're on these thoughts and sometimes I bring them in. Sometimes I don't, but, uh, do you consider yourself an empath? Oh yeah. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Um, okay. yeah. I mean, I, again, that's to me, I, I call that one of my PTSD superpowers. You know I mean? Mm -hmm. It's because I grew up with a shit ton of chaos around me. I'm pretty sure that one of the survival skills I gleaned from that experience was learning how to track someone's mood mm. really quick um, so that I could anticipate it so that I could try and fix it so that I could stay safe. Um, so, you know, whatever I needed to do in the face of the oncoming storm. So, yeah, I, I yes. Okay. I, in, in fact, I, you know, my new year's resolution a little several years back was no more reading minds. Um, because it is, it's day I, I look at it as my central addiction is trying to control other people because at least in my hallucinations i can see exactly like what's wrong or that mm -hmm. at least something is wrong and that they're not admitting it um and uh yeah so yes short answer I'm in the same boat. We've yeah. been discussing this on why, why I do this show, why, why I do what I do because I'm uncomfortable feeling the feelings around me when it, when it's quiet and I'm in a room with people and I, all I'm feeling is what they're feeling or what I assume they're feeling. Like, I like what you said about the superpower and reading minds because it's what it feels like. It feels like I walk into a room and there's six people in there and I could tell you what six of them are feeling, but I can't tell you how I can deal with my own shit. Uh, and it's, well, it's that's like, the whole thing is so that, weird. that's what, right. I use what I did figure out for a long time was that I, I use that to numb my own fear of facing myself. Yes. Um, so I feel useful and I feel like I'm, you know, doing things as mm -hmm. much as I'm being useful to people and helpful to them and, and offering insights and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Um, but whether or not the result is positive, whatever that means, I, yeah, I'm happiest when I'm just checking myself out. Mm -hmm. Um, and not in a narcissistic way, but all I'm in control of, all I have any say over is me. Yes. And as you just pointed out, I don't even have control over the first thought that comes into my head, mm -hmm. but I do have control over the second thought. And I certainly have the control to put it in place by the time it gets to action. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's what I focus on because I was never able to fix all the people I wanted to. Mm -hmm. I upset a lot of people. I upset myself. And most importantly, I ignored myself and didn't love myself because I just was so obsessed with trying to fix everybody else. Um, and that's the life's work. That's the part. If I don't do my daily, mm -hmm. I will 1 million percent revert to that.
I'll be obsessing over other people's behavior, other people's bullshit. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. But dude, that's my work. See, these are, these are the things this is, I, I feel that about you and I, I, and I always have, but like, I, I wanted to ask you that because I'm starting to work through that and but we're like, you know, what we're doing right now, like you and I are having a conversation, but inevitably this is going to go out as entertainment for other people to listen to, sure. right? Like 100%. we're the entertainers. We're the ones, the loudest ones in the room sometimes, but we're the ones that are experiencing more because we're absorbing all these other energies, all these other, uh, whether it be perceived or not feelings from other people. And it can just be, it's just this chaos in the mind. And so like to deal with that, we control the narrative. We control, you know, you have the microphone. I have the microphone, right? Like we control what's going on in that situation. And that all ties into control as well, which yeah. is other shit I'm dealing with. But like, uh, I love what you said about control earlier too, where it may tie into that. Um, but I love that about you because in being able to talk about that, because, um, it's just a feeling I can't describe to someone who doesn't have it. I really yes. can't. It's very hard. And it, it's a weird, uncomfortable feeling sometimes. Well, that's another neat, humbling thing that's irrefutably true is that, you know, you could say like my ear itches and I think I know what itch means and I know where my ear is. And mm -hmm. so I can go like, yeah, I know what that feels like. And I can empathize with that. Speaking of that word. Um, but truly, I have no, like literally, I have no idea how you're experiencing the world. And a flip that I made several years back that really helped was rather than like being in the world and this complaining -y kind of like, you have no idea what I'm going through, mm -hmm. um, is to flip that and go to approach every person with, I have no idea what you're going through. Like, and, and apropos of what we're talking about, I feel like I do sometimes I have some thoughts. They actually tend to be pretty accurate. But the question is, why am I tuned into your radio station and not mine? Mm -hmm. um, because yours is yours. And no matter how much I think I know, no matter how wise I think I am, no matter how empathic I think I am, I can never, ever, ever experience what it's like to be another creature. And that's just a simple, physical truth to that very, very few people want to deal with. Mm -hmm. um, and I do it, I, I concede that it's scary um, and it can feel kind of lonely. And ultimately it's just feels so liberating to me because all of a sudden I just take that weight off where I'm like, oh yeah, I never stood a chance of changing my father. I have no idea what he was going through. Mm -hmm. um, and I still, with my mom, bless her heart, you know, I, I can't control her. Like uh, it just, and my whole life's work is just letting go. Mm -hmm. It's just surrender. Um, and again, music is, you know, the back to the record. I mean, hello from here is a song for my mom and, but kind of for everyone of just, wow, we've really been through it now. And you know what, you know, uh, we're a little ways down the road. Sometimes things get, things get strange. I know, you know, I love you and that'll never change. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, that's just sort of, that's sort of where I'm at these days. Um, trying to let, you know, trying to just stay surrendered. Yeah. Well, if I, I mean, 
for one, finding forgiveness and and perspective of being because you're a parent as well, right? Like you. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I mean, as as am I. Once you have kids, you start to realize, you know, sometimes in some cases, you know, parents were dealing with what they had to deal with or or with the tools they had at the time. I mean, you start to put perspective on all these stories, like you're telling the stories we tell ourselves about ourselves. You start to put a different lens on those, you know, or a more perspective on it. And sometimes it can come out in a good way, sometimes a bad way. But uh, one thing, you the the other line talking about calling 911, being poor as dirt and calling 911 yeah. and no one's going to come for you. Is that a, I don't want to say stereotypical, is that from a specific experience you had, or is that from like a, a, uh, no, like that's a, just a blanket kind of like the most basic way I could say, if we all admit this to each other and to ourselves, then we can start looking at why that is because it is irrefutably true that the more money you have and or the lighter your skin is in this world, mm-hmm. um, the more resources you have, period, period. The more access you have to healthcare. Um, and there's a lot of people that are like, well, yeah, fuck you. That's the way it should be. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to earn it. You know, <laughs> it just it doesn't make any sense to me, but mm-hmm. I understand that that's what we do. And so it's really just that was just the simplest. I mean, I'm a big public enemy fan, so I grew yeah. up on yeah. one as a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember thinking at a very you know young age, I that song was illuminating to me. I was like, huh. So there's a place that that lots and lots of us live and a shared belief that 911 is a joke. And I've definitely experienced that kind of poverty Mm -hmm. early, early, early in my life, very formative years. Um, I was in neighborhoods I'm sure that did not have great access to healthcare and emergency care. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, from 10 up, I, I was in places that were just, yeah, like at least relatively well resourced. Um, but yeah, so no, that, that, that isn't some, um, it's not from a particular story of mine. That was just, I think the thing about songwriting for me is trying to distill, trying to communicate something as simply and efficiently and tenderly as possible. Um, and 911 is it, you know, it's a, it's a thing that, you know, we all know some version of it. Mm-hmm. Like we all know that feeling of like when you really fucking need help. Um, and yeah, just, it would just be really neat to me if everyone could look each other in the eye and go like, huh, it shouldn't for emergencies. It really, that, that shouldn't matter. Like Mm -hmm. how much loot you have, like you should be able to call nine one one and someone will come like that's, and we, you know, we're a long ways off from that. So I'm not, it's not about complaining about that. Mm -hmm. It's just about to me, telling the truth about it, tell the truth to yourself, tell somebody else, you know, if we're going to make it through, we got to find something new. It's very simple couplets. So yeah, the, the 911 just fit real well. There was a little shout to, to Flav and Public Enemy mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but yeah, I just I've, I think I've always thought of that as a really great, simple way to say it, that I like making stuff, and I like being a human, that people need to deal with. Mm-hmm. Like, can anyone argue that? Like, when you grow up poor as dirt and you call 911, does someone come? Is, am I wrong about that? You know, mm-hmm. like, so I like, I like just sort of seeing if, what people think. Yeah. Like, yeah. And throwing and throwing stuff like that is very clear. 
and direct yep. into a song yep. with with the next stuff being more poetic and stuff and tying that together where it's very blunt sure. and and very like just dialogue style and then then into something more poetic and and nuanced and sure. I love that about what you do and and um uh have you ever been now this is a weird question but but uh it popped in my head have you ever been uh, close with someone that has been on hospice care or been towards the end of their life that way where the hospice nurse sits down with them and tells them, okay, from now on, you no longer call 911, you call us. Mm. And watching someone's reaction to being basically, well, what if I'm hurt? What if I get hurt? When you're to the point in your life where you no longer are able to call for help unless it's the end of life people. Have you been in that situation? Because I've been in it once and it was awful to watch that person realize like, Oh no, here we are. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I don't think I've ever been around someone getting a terminal diagnosis. And I have been around a lot of people who have been given a terminal diagnosis. Um, and because I'm singing for them, um, mm. some of my most powerful memories of singing are from hospitals. Um, really? from, Oh yeah, yeah, sure. There was a That's guy. Yeah, no, it's really, it's, it's the part of music that I love the most in terms of sharing it. I mean, I love a show and I love, again, you know, like mm -hmm. I love making money doing it and all this stuff, but, but, when the music can be involved in situations that intimate, um, that's when life can really get special. Um, yeah. So no, there's a guy, Matthew um, from France, who I I'll never forget playing for him in the hospital. Um, and so to your point, being around people who are terminal, I have personally never been around people who are so consistently clear-eyed and bullshit free. Um, I've come to think of it as this funny little, you know, it's tragic comic thing that it's only when we really finally are told like you've got whatever, two weeks or two months or mm -hmm. whatever, you know, or who knows what's, go what's going down that we finally stop obsessing over all the bullshit that we obsess over the rest of the time. So what I notice about being around people who are in hospice or, you know, or any equivalent of that mm -hmm. is how beautifully present they are. Um, how utterly free of artifice and pretense and bullshit they are. And I actually, I regularly, if I, especially if I'm obsessing on thoughts, one of the things I'll do is I will, I will visualize that, a boulder is coming at me or that I've got two weeks to live or I'll deeply visualize it because within that I go. So if that, if I can really get to that place, is this thing that I'm upset about, is that important? Um, and some of the people to me who have the clearest sense of what is actually important about existence are people who have been told that this part of their existence is ending. Um, yeah. And they can't do anything about it. So I, I'm I'm happy that you brought that in. That's a, that's an amazing way to think about that. And I, I, I'm thinking about back on those experiences. It makes a lot of sense because they're. I mean, the the focus is there, and it's almost as weird as it is to say. It's almost a gift to know, you know, like a like you know, you don't know. The people always say, you know, you don't know if you're gonna get hit by a bus tomorrow. You don't know, you know, what's gonna happen. So you're just like kind of planning and not planning and just letting things come at you. 
Whereas you could have that focus of knowing that, yes. you know, your time is this in a weird way is kind of a gift of, of, uh, and an enlightening feeling of being able to spend some of your life. You see, you live for, you know, 20 years, but the last year of that, you were so focused and experiencing life on such a level that some of us may never experience in hundred years. Yes. You won't be here next year, but at the same time, you got more of an experience out of this part of existence than any of us will. That's yeah, I mean, crazy I to think about. I mean, that's, again, that's, that's the work to me, the circumstance of life as we experience it. And I'm by, we, I mean, human beings. And again, in the systems that we've set up, um, is as far as I can tell, and just mortality, the uncertainty of life, it can either, I can either let my heart harden and, um, or I can let that same water, as it were, soften my heart and kind of get me more open and more compassionate. And so it's the same fear of death, frankly. It's the same fear of the unknown. It's the same lack of control. But I can either be trying to get really willful about that, which I've done a lot of in my life, or I can really surrender into the lack of control and and I think it seems to me that a lot a much wider range of emotion and experience is available to me mm. and is available to me in a very relaxed way. When I'm all tight and will based, I can get some shit done, but I will literally notice that I'm all tensed up and um, that I'm really thinking about like all this stuff that feels really important. Um, and the, all the wisest people I've been around, whatever their circumstances are people who, who seem to get that there is no moment that is more important than another moment. They are just all weird little miracles flowing past us and, mm -hmm. and through us and that are us, you know? Um, so yeah, I, 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 I dig, I dig thinking about the, I mean, it's funny. One of the earliest far tunes I wrote was called promise and, the the chorus it just came to me for the first time in years it just said uh i'm gonna live my life like i'm dying mm -hmm. um and so i've been definitely aspiring to that for clearly a long time now um and i'm sure that thought was in me before that song as well um and you know it's uh it's where carpe diem and all that stuff comes from but i think there's something especially delicious about attaching the irrefutable truth of mortality or at least impermanence or at least ever-changing shape and using that as motivation to just enjoy the shit out of this shape mm -hmm. yeah. i think you and on a, on a side funny note i think you may have to go after tim mcgraw for some uh royalties for ripping that off right <laughs> years years later uh good lord yeah uh <laughs> I, that's, I, oh. that sounds like good money i'm gonna go get it yeah dude uh, the, the, uh that's the weird thing too about this this medium too is there's people you know i get emails from people that that uh you know some people listen to these while they're mowing their lawn or doing their dishes some sure. people are sitting there actively going through chemotherapy listening to this some people are 
in the worst possible situation in their life. And this is getting them away from that much like exactly. music. I mean, dialogue is music. It's, it's all music, but like, I can't just go and perform one of these again. You know what I mean? It's, it's all yeah. one moment in time where I can't go play uh, a song necessarily. I could go have a conversation with them or someone else while they're there, but I couldn't go. And they're like, Oh, Hey, that was my favorite episode. Could you do that again? I can't yes. do that which is kind yes. of cool, but I do wish I could because, you know, people, people really gravitate towards this stuff. Just like, just like with music and, and, uh, yeah. you know, um, let me ask you this too. This has been on my mind as we've been talking, but, you know, talking about your childhood, how much chaos you grew up in and, and, and uncertainty and things like that. Do you think you would be doing what you're doing now if you grew up in a different, uh, situation? Do you think it would have found you like it has? I guess it's hard I, to speculate. I, on I that, don't. But. I don't think so. I. 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 I think a lot about um, people who, <laughs> who who didn't grow up with as much uh, material instability mm -hmm. as I did. Mm -hmm. um, and I've hung out with a lot of them in my life, and now they, they again they seem to have a really different experience of the world than I do. Mm -hmm. um, and it's. I don't think it's better or worse. Um, but it it's definitely different. Yeah. Mm. Now I'm, I'm a big believer in pretty much zero to 10 is gonna, it's gonna certainly provide an inertia for your life mm. and how you experience the world. And then it's just a matter of really, again, you know, thinking about it and having a little conversations about it and stuff. Yeah. 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 Well, let me, let me, I want to ask you this too, before, before we, yeah. we head out is, is, uh, the first song I ever heard from, from you, uh, was far and it was Barry White. Yeah. Where did that song come from? What's the story behind that song? Because I've never, I've never actually looked for the story either. It may be out yeah. there a million times, Yeah. but that's the song, you know, the, the no, never that when it hit that 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 emotion that's what like pulled me away from what i'd been listening to everything up until that point and i said i like yeah. this yeah where did that come from it may be even a super trivial thing i don't know but uh yeah that's what did that's what brought me into you i love that um yeah it was uh i can't i can't speak to what exactly happened looking back on that song though i do i think of it as well, it's funny. It's, I think it's about a lot of what we're talking about. Um, I think I was wrestling with whiteness. Um, it is, that's entirely coincidental in terms of why it's called Barry white. Mm -hmm. Um, that was just literally because the soothe me lover line, everyone was making fun of that lyric and saying it sounded like a Barry white song. And I was like, well, let's just call the song Barry white then. Um, and then we like decided to, you know, do the pun yeah. thing with Barry White. Um, but honestly, if there's anything I think that song is about, looking back on it, it's about the way I see a lot of people of different levels and layers of privilege whining their way through life um, and me whining my way through life. And it's a very simple plea um, for mercy and 
a kind of a declaration. I mean, I think the middle of the song where I say, you know, either to find or define either, either one, God is all I want to treat my love as me. Um, again, like these themes run through my songs forever. Yeah. Um, so uh, Neil Young, I off, I, I'm always careful to credit him on this. So I think it's so brilliant. He's always said that he's written, uh, you know, like three songs and all of the other songs are like kind of like bad knockoffs of those three. And <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think Barry White is just right in the tradition of a bunch of tunes. I think Barry White and This Is Water, frankly, are mm-hmm. very closely connected. I think they're, 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 they're cousins. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I have to imagine that I was just in a similar place, but the way it came out saying it then, um, it's a much more angsty song in a lot of ways than This Is Water. And I think it's because I was in an angstier time. I mean, mm-hmm. the no never like, is me just kind of flipping out, you know, and um, kind of checking out adulthood and and not being super psyched at what I saw in the world. Um, and so that whole record is is got a lot of pretty, uh, yeah, heavy stuff, literally and figuratively, mm-hmm. um, or at least sonically and, and literally. Um, yeah, but yeah, so Barry White, I think is just, it's a This Is Water song. Yeah. I really do. I think it's a similar thing. Yeah. Excellent. It's yeah. It's it's the one that brought me in and it's that dynamics, you know, like, yes, I heard that before I heard the pixies. Like I heard that before I heard so many different things with the, the, the dynamic was so huge with that. Uh, yes. you know, where I have headphones in and I'm just, it's so quiet. Just doing It's just like a heartbeat. And then, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's just so many moments in what you do that is, that it's cute to bring up the pixies because I don't know. I mean that the, the, the call and response soon mm-hmm. in the chorus is one million percent a Pixies ripoff. The soon, soon, like that's me being Kim Deal and Frank Black. Like, yeah. um, that's you know that's Caribou. You know, there's a few songs. It wears my mind has a kind of a, a little. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very Pixies. So it's cool that you mentioned them, dude. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's incredible, incredible piece of music, and and. Uh, yeah, like I said, it hit me at the right time. It hit me just at yeah. the right time, and and that's when those things just are m- more profound. I think I was ready to accept there's something different out there. Um, yes, yes, and open to it. So, yeah. um, you know, one thing to touch on real quick from that that you're talking about, like experiencing adulthood. What I wanted to mention earlier, we were talking about you know childhood and how <clears throat> we seem to know everything, do everything right as a child. We live with our legs, right? We don't live with our back. Uh, yeah, you know, we can, a lot of times if depending on your situation, of course, uh, a baby and, and a child can fall asleep in like two seconds. Cause they're not worried yes. about anything. Yes. But then we stress ourselves out. We start lifting with our back. We do everything wrong. We fuck our lives up and then we figure it out later how to work yes. ourselves back. It's the weirdest thing. Yes. You know, you want to be an adult so bad. Then you get there. You're like, fuck, I have to pay bills. I have to keep this person fed. Like. I can't just, you know, do whatever I want all the time. It's not whatever the, the grass is, isn't always greener. And that's something yeah. that uh, is just such a weird concept to me. Uh, yeah. It's overarching into everyone. I think, uh, yes, the process yes. of unlearning and then learning again. But a, anyway, I don't know if you know, Snapcase, but progression through unlearning, <laughs> progression through unlearning. Um, yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, Anyway, man, it's always so good to talk to you. Yeah. Super sweet. Um, this was a good one. This is a neat little wide ranging one. Um, 
Yeah, thank you, man. Absolutely. I've been looking forward yeah. to this, man. I, I really appreciate the time. It's, nah, it's the most I, valuable I, thing we have. It's all we got. Yeah. Like our time and our attention. This is what we pay. <laughs> um, so just thank you for caring about the music since then. Now, um, I hope that as the rest of the songs come out, you will fall in love with them too. And um, just thank you. Of course. Of course. Thank yeah. you, buddy. Oh, I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we'll talk soon, man. Be well. All right, man. All right. See ya. Big love. Bye. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode with Jonah Matranga from One Line Drawing, also from FAR, from New End Original, from Gratitude, all sorts of stuff. Um, just a good human being. I love talking to him. He always challenges me mentally um, and conversationally. He's a very good conversationalist, and I love that. Um, I love feeling challenged in these episodes and and uh, questioning things and just spouting off ideas and then you know in live time pulling them apart and trying to figure out where we're going with things um, i love that stuff it's the one way we really make progress and uh, i just love his views on a lot of things he's just a really really good person and uh i i absolutely love chatting with him so hopefully you guys enjoyed it as well he'll definitely be on for part three sometime in the future um, but go check out one line drawings new music it's really good um, you can check it out on spotify and while you're there if you listen to the peer pleasure podcast on there, you can actually rate it. Um, you can give it a, you know, a one to five star rating and, uh, hopefully you give it five stars. If you're listening to a bunch of these episodes it means you like the show. Um, but I, I definitely appreciate all the word of mouth and spreading the word of the show and getting everything, uh, you know, just on, on the up and up. It's really, really something to see this thing grow. I know I say it every week, but I love each and every one of you guys very much. Um, it's 4th of July weekend. Please be careful. Spend time with your families or by yourself, whatever you have. Uh, do something nice for somebody. Don't drink and drive. You know, just be safe. Uh, we've had a, a interesting couple of years. It's nice that everyone can be back together again and uh, enjoying ourselves. So, uh, yeah, just be careful out there. And uh, keep spreading the word. And I got a lot more coming for you. I've got a lot more on the way, a lot more booked, a lot more in the can, ready to go. So, as always, guys, we'll see you on the radio.
Hey, this is Aaron from No Simple Road. I'm inviting you to come hang out with Apple, Mel, and I as we talk with the musicians, artists, chefs, authors, and beyond from the world that turns us on. We're reaching into the improvisational music scene, the psychedelic culture, the festival world, and getting to know what makes the people tick that create those scenes. Come join us on the long, strange trip over at No Simple Road.